and just understand that it's not going to be more work for very long. Once the person knows what you want out of them and once they're doing whatever job you brought them on for, you'll notice a huge, uh, a huge benefit. You are listening to Running Remote, a podcast about building and scaling effective distributed teams. Join us as we dive inside the minds and processes of CEOs, managers, nomads, and dynamic entrepreneurs who are building impactful businesses and organizations through this new and innovative movement. They've thrown out the traditional rules and business textbooks and are actively finding new ways of organizing their teams, driving productivity, and scaling their growth. I'm your host, Stephanie Burns. Today's episode is brought to you by Running Remote, the world's largest remote work conference held in beautiful Bali, Indonesia. Check out the speaker lineup at runningremote.com and get 20% off your conference ticket for being a Running Remote podcast listener. Simply use coupon code IRUNREMOTELY and your 20% discount is automatically applied. Thanks for listening. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Running Remote Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Burns, and today I have with me Kyle Sellerud, the founder of AdLeg. How are you, Kyle? I am awesome. Thanks. Good. I'm glad that you were able to join me today. Before we get started, would you mind telling us a little bit about you, some background on Kyle? Yeah. So uh, Kyle, I guess, was always an entrepreneur as a kid but didn't really realize that till later in my adult life. So I took some detours, went to college for a while, worked for corporation for a while. When I officially started my entrepreneur life, it was running a junk removal business. Really? So probably the least remote type of work you can do. And I was literally in people's houses with my team uh, hauling out trash. That led me to what I'm doing now, which is marketing doing the junk removal, I realized that I was really in the marketing business. Hauling out trash out of people's houses didn't really require a special skill set, but running a successful business required that I had customers. Mm. So more than anything, I was just figuring out how to get customers, how to get customers. Um, That led me into Google AdWords. And uh, I took a a very strong interest in that, which uh, led me to what I'm doing now. I slowly just started helping other businesses with their Google AdWords. Uh, Eventually, they started paying me for it. And then eventually that replaced the junk removal business. And now I'm doing Google AdWords stuff full time. It's kind of evolved into a business that offers services and training and also some software. Very cool. So perfect lead into telling us what AdLeg does. Yeah. So AdLeg uh, offers services to businesses, business owners, and essentially we manage your ad accounts. So if you want to advertise on Google or on YouTube, I help with that. I also offer training. So at this point, my fees are kind of high. A lot of businesses can't afford them especially smaller businesses with a smaller budget. So my training could actually teach someone to run their own campaigns, to set up their own ads, run their own campaigns. And then I also have some software that fits into all of this, essentially helping streamline the process of setting up Google Ads campaigns, setting up YouTube ads campaigns, and then managing those campaigns on an ongoing basis. Very cool. And how long have you been doing that? So six years now, I've been doing uh, AdLeg. Very cool. And tell me, your remote team, where are they? So currently, I have uh, seven team members. They're all in the Philippines. 
It hasn't always been like that. I've never actually worked locally or in-house with any team members, but I have worked with team members in other countries, including the United States. But at this point, it just I've found that I've, I really like working with people from the Philippines. It, it's working for me now, so I'm not in any any hurry to change that. You know, a lot of people on our podcast are building out their workforce over in the Philippines, and everyone has had the best things to say that their experience is great, the output of work is wonderful, and just that it's just a nice way to work. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, everyone's, you know, the people are working while they're sleeping, they wake up to work being done, and it's been great. So how has moving your team over to the Philippine market, how has that been for you? How's the transition been? So actually, my first remote worker ever was from the Philippines. So I've always had that connection there. But it just really works well for me. So me personally, I'm uh, pretty introverted. I don't uh, like to spend a lot of time talking to people or babysitting people. Even when it comes to my client work, I don't really have meetings with clients. I do most of my work over email, stuff like that. So when working with my team, it's the same way. I, I don't want to be spending a lot of time interacting with people if it's not necessary. Mm -hmm. So it almost forces me to not be available. When I first started doing this, I was available a lot on Skype and people would ping me with questions. But at this point, I, I don't even use Skype for my team. All I use is email. And a, a shocking thing happens if, if people can't get a hold of you to ask a question, they figure it out on their own. <laughs> so that's been great. And um, I wake up in the morning and, and things are done. Most of my team works daytime Philippines. A couple of them work during the night. So there is some overlap. And that's by their choice. No one's on a set schedule from me. But yeah, it's just uh, it works out great for me because I'm in a position to just hire people that I know can do a job well and then trust them to do that and empower them to do that job and almost force myself to stay out of it, which ends up working better for me and for my team. I had a, a colleague of mine, he basically said the same thing. He's like, you know, sometimes I get so inundated with little questions. He's like that I've set a rule that if a client pings me with a question because he has a software product, I won't respond for at least one hour, 60 minutes. He's like, and I find that within that time, they've figured it out. Yeah. <laughs> like they just don't want to look. And I always thought that was such an amazing observation. So sometimes I have to do that with my clients now too. And it works, you know, it, it really does work. I, I believe in being your own resource. So, so that's cool. So if you are strictly on email, what other tools are your team members using in order to stay connected or work on projects together? I use a lot of Google tools. We use shared spreadsheets, shared documents, and just share stuff that way. Another thing that I do a lot is uh, record. So I use a screen recorder called Camtasia that just allows me to share my screen and talk about things. And that's how I pass out most of my assignments. If it's too complex to try to write an email about it, I just show what I'm looking for. When I do that, I try not to be too detailed. I'd rather let people figure things out and, and find what works for them to do it. But yeah, just the basic stuff, nothing too complex, just things that allow for sharing and keeping people uh, on the same page. So what do all of your remote workers do for you, all seven of them? 
So there's a, a range for sure. I have uh, one general assistant. I'm convinced now is a genius and she can figure <laughs> out anything I give her to do. I have a, a couple people who help with the client ad campaigns and I keep a, a relatively small number of clients. So I like to stay hands on with my client accounts. I don't have intentions of of growing to like a huge agency where clients don't even know who I am. I'm happy keeping a small number of clients where I can stay involved. So I have a couple people who help with those campaigns, but I'm still setting the vision for everything. And I'm still setting the, the course of, of what I want to happen. They're just kind of picking up the more time consuming stuff. I also have a couple of developers who work on my software who also do some stuff with websites if things need uh, changing or as far as, you know, web basic website maintenance goes. And then I have a couple writers. This is actually relatively new. I've started recording uh, my own podcast. It's not released yet, but it's it's in the works. And basically what I'm doing is sitting down and recording the content. My team is then taking that, transcribing it and then rewriting it into blog posts and basically multiplying my efforts. So rather than just recording a podcast, I'm going to come out with written content as well. So I have people from the Philippines doing that. And if people aren't aware, the people from the Philippines, some of them can write English and you'd never know that English was not their first language. It's amazing. And amazing. Um, I've been very happy with that work. That is awesome. So what are some of the challenges that you've experienced having your team be fully distributed? I haven't always had perfect luck hiring people. I have a pretty uh, good process in place, which I can get into shortly, but I've definitely hired some people who haven't worked out. And sometimes that takes a while to really figure out. If I'm not in the same room with someone, I don't necessarily know what they're doing all day. So one of the biggest challenges one of the biggest challenges is me thinking that a job would, should take X amount of time, and then perhaps it takes a totally different amount of time. And I might not know if someone's slacking off or if it actually does take more time than I thought that it should. Mm -hmm. So that, that, I would say, is the biggest challenge, just not 100% knowing, because I'm not an expert on everything that people are doing either. One other person I didn't mention helps with uh, search engine optimization. Okay. And I don't, uh, that's not my specialty. So I'm relying on him to do these things. And I really don't know at all how long some of this stuff takes. So that, that can be a challenge too, just trying to match up my expectations with reality. Hiring is hard. And it's, I think it's even harder when you're not sitting in the room with somebody. And I, you know, like I said, I talked to a lot of people on this podcast and this is one of the areas that people spend a lot of time trying to perfect and get better at because of the lost time that they experience yep. hiring somebody bad. Yeah. So for me, so my process now, the last several hires I've made, I've put out the, the job posting. Mm -hmm. And so the, the very first uh, thing I do is try to filter people out just with the uh, job posting. So I'll put a couple details in there. For example, I'll say, do not send a resume. Oh. For one, I don't really care what's in your resume. I'm going to I'm going to give you a, an a t assignment to kind of test what you can do. Mm -hmm. But for another, I, I want to know if they're paying attention. Yeah. And a lot of people will reply to 100 ads with their resume and they didn't really read any of them. 
that's the, the first thing I do is I say, do not send a resume, send these three or four points of information about yourself. So right off the bat, I can delete about half of the inquiries because they attached a resume. <laughs> yeah. So then what I do is go through and pick out five to, to seven people who I think have the best potential. And I will offer to start all of them on a trial basis with the understanding that it, it is a trial and there will be other people doing the same trial. And what I do is give them all the same exact task, mm -hmm. same exact instructions. If I record a, a video for the instructions, I send all seven of them the same video. And they're going to be paid for the trial and they know that, but they know that it, it could end at any time. And then it's, it gets really easy because now I have seven people who've been given the same exact instructions and they're all sending me their version of of what that work looks like. I have to weigh the, the quality as, and the output. So there's not just one metric I can really use. I have to take everything in, into account, but I really get a feel for how this person's going to perform on the job because I've given them an actual task that needs done, an actual task that they might be doing when they're on the job and if I'm gonna start working with them long-term. So that's been working really well for me. Since I've been doing that, I haven't had too many problems. I haven't really had to let people go because I've just taken that time and hired slowly and picked the best person out of a bunch who have all done the same task. That's a good idea because you're still getting the work you need done done. And paying for it, but yeah. it's still getting done. <laughs> yeah, and of course it costs more because I'm paying for Four seven people to do, people to do the right. same task. But in the long run, it definitely pays off. Right. How interesting. So what are some of the advantages that you've experienced having your team be remote? Just from day one, since the first time I hired a remote employee, it's just been a huge relief on my time. So, you know, typically as as I go, I'm hiring out the lower value work, not to say that that any of the work that's being done is low value, but I can focus on things that are a little more unique to me and, and really setting the vision for the company, setting the overarching strategies for a client, let's say, things like that. I can spend more time on that, which is going to have a much bigger impact than if I'm digging in, doing a lot of the grunt work. By hiring that type of work off, um, it's just allowed me to grow my company significantly. Over the years, I've seen a ton of growth, which never could have happened if I kept doing a lot of these things myself. Right. And so what advice would you give someone who is thinking about doing exactly what you're talking about, where they know they need to make the switch, they know they need to bring on some help, and they're just kind of in the weeds to the point where, oh, it's just going to add more work to their plate. Like, what advice would you give them? It is daunting, especially if you're going from having no remote workers to having one. It is more work up front because now you have to uh, to train someone to do something how you want it to be done. But I think you just need to go for it and just understand that it's not going to be more work for very long. Once the person knows what you want out of them and once they're doing whatever job you brought them on for, you'll notice a huge, uh, a huge benefit. I agree. <laughs> I agree. It is a lot of work, though. And, you know, we talk a lot about communication and 
being very clear, have you had any instances where you realized, oh man, I need to step up my communication skills or has that never been an issue for you? Absolutely. I've had many instances like that and I still do. So one thing I'd recommend related to that is always make a video of how you would like something done. This forces you to communicate it clearly. Also, if in the future someone else ever needs to do that thing, you do not have to retrain them. You don't have to have another call with with someone new. You just send them the video that you made the first time. It could be that you you actually have a call with somebody the first time you're training them to do something and you just record that call in case you need to send that to somebody else. But videos have helped me so, so much be more clear on what I want out of somebody and then also prevent me from ever having to set that again, from ever having to train someone again. It's already been done. And so what kind of repository do you use for all these videos? Just Google or? (laughs) I wish I could tell you I had a a really good system for that, but I don't. They're different places. They're in Google Drive. They're in uh, Dropbox. They're on my computer. (laughs) So I I wish I could say I had a a better system, but I guess part of that is I haven't actually had to send the same video to someone new very often. That part of it hasn't been a big deal. Usually the video only gets watched one time by one person. So I've been lucky in that in that respect. But yeah, they're all over the place. That just dawned on me, you know, because we've talked about video and and how amazing it is. I use Loom a lot. And (laughs) at some point, do you put it in a teachable account or, you know, in a Facebook group or where do they all live or Google? So is there anything else or anything that you can impart on us a learning, if you will, along the way on having seven years experience with your distributed team? So I'd, I'd really say that the best thing you can do is just hire slowly. It can be exciting to hire new people, to get new things done. But even though my, my team isn't in the United States, it's not like they're going to get like unemployment benefits or that type of thing if, if suddenly tomorrow I said they weren't going to work. I still treat them as a, a family with that respect. I'm not just going to let someone go tomorrow. So I really want to make sure I'm choosing the right people from the beginning and taking the time to do that so that it doesn't come to the point where I have to let somebody go because they're not working up to my expectations. That's already been covered in the first few weeks. If they make it past that, then they're probably good to go. Very cool. Well, it was so nice to talk to you today, Kyle. I really appreciate you chatting with me and giving us a little glimpse into AdLeg and how you how you work it. Yeah, thanks, Stephanie. It's been fun. That's it for this episode of Running Remote. Thanks for joining us as we dive into the minds and processes of CEOs, managers, nomads, and dynamic entrepreneurs who are building impactful businesses and organizations through this new and innovative movement. We're a very small team behind this podcast, so if you liked what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and review, and share this episode with a friend. And definitely check us out at runningremote.com. Until next time.